Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch, did that woman really say you have gone into steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary, from Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia. Uh, this is The Fetch, and you are listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is, 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 is... <laughs> June 9, 2022, and a good Thursday afternoon, early evening to all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada, and a good late afternoon, well, late evening, really, to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. Been a hot day here, as you can imagine. In fact, it's been the hottest day of the year so far here in Riyadh. Temperatures soared up to 114 degrees under sunny skies. Very little winds today. Of course, it's been warm all night. It was in the 90s till wait till past midnight. It's actually in the 90s now, at about 92 degrees. At just after. Uh, what, one in the morning, we're going to be in the 90s when the show ends, and we're only going to get down to about 86 tonight. Then by 7 o'clock tomorrow, we're going to be, guess you guessed it, back in the 90s. So it's going to be a hot, hot day tomorrow. Not as hot as today, but nonetheless, we're in the summer months now. Summer's already here, and as you can, as you can imagine, it's heating up, and it's not just going to be heating up here in the weather-wise, it's going to be heating up really in politics, especially in the United States, but you got a lot of heat, a lot of things heating up in Europe now with uh, things going very poorly or bad, very bad for the European Union relative to the Ukraine-Russian conflict and what's going on in the UK, among other places. So it's heating up. And of course, we have the midterm elections coming up in the United States. That's going to come out in November of 2020. But as you can imagine, we should expect this deep state, this Jewish democratic entity that is running the United States, that basically wants us all dead. Uh, you should expect this part of the world to really heat up. Now, as the United States to go into a little bit more chaos, not just food shortages and high, high gas fuel prices, but there's a lot more to come because, let's be honest, folks, we need to win in November, meaning the people. And the deep state, this Jewish construction that runs the United States cannot afford to lose. And they're not going to hand over the country in a peaceful, uh, democratic uh, expression of a vote. Uh, so just forget it. You're going to have to take it back somehow, win it back, force it back, but they are not going to hand it back to you. Anyways, let's get the show started by going down into 
uh, Australia. Let's go a little bit down under for now. What's happening in Australia is, um, and this is just today, this is breaking news actually. Uh, let's see, where did that story go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here it is. No, that's not the story. It's breaking news. Trust me on that one. There it is. Uh, no, that's not it either. Where did the heck did the story go? I could have sworn I copied and pasted that thing. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> that's terrible. Anyways, what is happening down in New South Wales is that essentially the mandates for the vaccines are absolutely being 100 percent dropped that is right they are dropping them 100 percent today uh new southwest premier dominic perotetti or perotet how are they say it down there announced that the covid vaccine mandates are coming to an end in the state and that was uh on a radio show apparently by radio host ben fordham we don't know who that is but nonetheless he made it very clear that we are ending vaccine mandates and had made and had met with top bureaucrats to ask them to do so. Quoting here, they are working through those risk-based assessments, and I expect them to come back to me shortly. He said, I expect them to implement my direction. Of course, if had they done a risk-based assessment, the vaccines, the mRNA products, would have never been rolled out. In fact, everybody pushing these vaccines would have been arrested for crimes against humanity, uh, essentially as bioterrorists. Uh, that would have been a proper risk-based assessment on how to deal with this idea of ending vaccine mandates. The reality is, is they should have never come out in the beginning. Now, Fordham, I guess Fordham is a host down in New South Wales, must be fairly popular. I'm not sure where this is at. Let's see if I got any news on that. We don't. <clears throat> so Fordham said some workers have lost their jobs completely, which you and I all know. A lot of people around the world have lost their jobs simply because they want to manage their own health they either intuitively or absolutely understood that the vaccines were a biological weapon and refused to take the darn things. And so they've been basically without income for months and months and months now, some well over a year, simply because they are not going to put their lives at risk on behalf of Pfizer, BlackRock, Jewish finance, Jewish pharmaceutical companies. They're just not going to do it. So anyways, as they say here, now we're just punishing people for exercising a choice. And that's exactly what the Jewish sadistic mentality is all about. If you don't want to do what Jews tell you to do, they want to try to punish you. Think about it. You don't want to believe in the Holocaust and you're in Germany? They'll throw you in jail for that. They'll put you away for years because you made a choice. You did your research. You don't trust Jewish bullshit on history. And because of that, Jews want to punish you. If you don't want to take a Jewish vaccine, guess what? Pfizer, Moderna, and the rest of the Jews running the pharmaceutical industry want to do what? They want to punish you. And that's exactly what is happening all over the world. Everybody is being punished to benefit a criminal syndicate known as Jewish Big Pharma. Now, Fordham went on to say here that uh, while vaccine mandates served a purpose when we were encouraging people to get the jab, that time has come and gone. Absolutely. Because, frankly, it's become uh, very, very, let's just say, uh, catastrophic down in Australia. He said here that while there were 800,000 people in Australia on what is called the Job Seeker Payment, payment System, 
And all of this was causing, because of the vaccine mandates, it was causing more and more people essentially to go on to this government mandate, not mandate, this government handout system, welfare system, because frankly, the government says you can't work. Okay, well, then we can't work. Now, while public health orders around vaccine mandates have been removed, again, same as here, some governments, some departments, some universities, some private companies, they left them all in place. So essentially saying, if you want to come here, put your life at risk. If you die, too freaking bad. If you're damaged, too freaking bad. That's just your, that's just your tough luck. If the, the short straw of the lot is picked for you, well, that's just too damn bad. Go take your freaking vaccine, man, because that's what we do. We serve the Jewish people. We serve Jewish pharmaceutical companies. Anyways, continuing, quoting here. Mandates were very important early on to drive uptake. That's right. Mandates were essentially, as we all know now, to basically, here's, here's how disgusting this entire operation was. They take our money in taxes, right? They then plow it back in. They give it to Jewish pharmaceutical companies. The Jewish pharmaceutical companies are given liability protection. They go out and create a product that is essentially a depopulation, mass murder, bioweapon. And then they tell you, you know what, we took your money, we forced you to take the product that we bought with your money, and then now we're going to prevent you from even going back and seeking recourse or redress for the crime that was committed against you on behalf of Borla, on behalf of Johnson & Johnson, on behalf of AstraZeneca and all these other Jewish companies. Isn't that wonderful? Now you kind of start to get... Hopefully you're waking up to how Jewish power politics works in the world today. Do what we tell you. You can't question. If you do question, we're going to go after you. And if we can get you, we will destroy you. In the meantime, shut up and take what we tell you to take. And if we kill you in the process, that's just fine and dandy for us because you're goyim, you're cattle, and we're not. You get it? Now you understand the super mentality, the sick nature of what we have been talking about for years and years and years and years, hinting around all the different angles and edges to try to get some of you people to understand what's happening here when you look at Jewish power politics. And that's why we have a problem in the world today is because of Jewish power politics. Now get this. Greg Dorr, he is an infectious disease specialist, said he has been a vaccine advocate from day one, but it's time to move on from passports and mandates outside of health care and aged care. But why outside of health care? Why is it that the health care professionals are essentially guinea pigs here? Why are we forcing healthcare people to be forced to take this product? Now, here's the thing. In Australia, and perhaps somebody from Australia can call to verify what's going on. But from what we understand in Australia is the vaccine that they put out there, it was one of the strictest, most draconian, sick, sadistic, evil rollouts of this mRNA product pretty much anywhere in the world. Whatever they handed out to these people down there was exceptionally deadly, exceptionally debilitating much more so than I know we're witnessing here in Saudi. They have a shortage now in, in Australia of teachers, medical health professionals. They have basically shortages everywhere. Why? Because one, their mandates, and two, people are dying. People are collapsing. May 26th, 
New South Wales Ambulance getting 500 more daily calls than before the pandemic. Daily, folks. Can you imagine daily? That means 3,500 a week extra ambulance runs a week. 14,000 more, and that's just going to be in one city. That's 14,000 in a month. In two months, you're at 28,000. In four months, you're at half, you're at what, almost 60,000, 56,000. All because of what? They pushed on everybody a Jewish mass murder biological weapon. And now they have a huge problem. They're saying, hey, we got to get rid of these things. We just can't afford it. we got 800,000 people on our, on our welfare rolls. We're going broke. We need people to get back to work. We can't afford to support this anymore. Yeah, what happened to the hundreds of billions of dollars you gave to the Jewish pharmaceutical companies? Why don't you go get a claw back and make these Jewish companies start paying for all this mess? That might be a, a tactical thing to do, right? Now you're getting where the future needs to go. This idea that we're going to just hand out in the future blanket licenses for Jewish companies to mass murder our people, those days, folks, have got to come to an end. The Pfizer's of the world, the boards of their board of directors, their chairmen, they need to feel the wrath of we the people. Now, can you do it? I don't know. But think about the strategy here. Why in the hell do we have a Borla walking around as a free man right now? Why are the board of directors of these various pharmaceutical companies not being looked at and targeted? What about the experts at the FDA, the independent experts at the FDA? How about collectively going after every single one of these experts that seem to want to think that jabbing six-month-olds is the the secret to eternal life, because hey, we Jews know how to. We, we're just so genius. Look at our look at our pharmaceutical products. And the sad thing is, is that now they're talking about, I don't know, how to cover this all up. So they come up with lots and lots of crap just to try to sell this stuff. Don't, you know, get this was a headline in Euro Weekly. Doctors baffled by increase in sudden adult death syndrome. I mean, are they are they that stupid, or or are they uh, or are they they just feel oh we can't possibly connect all these dead young and middle aged people over here with all these mass vaccinations over there? What 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 they must know surely. Yes, I don't think that they're stupid. I think that they think we are stupid. And I mean, they're yeah. kind of right. I mean, sudden adult death syndrome, really? Uh, this is ba mm. basically the new one. We had a couple of months ago, right, when it was Christmas, they said, oh, there are a lot of people dying from heart attacks, and it might be uh, because of the, the Christmas trees in your house. Uh, I've seen mm. headlines where they mm. said, oh, it's climate change that now causes all of these heart attacks. Mm. I've seen post-pandemic mm. stress disorder is causing heart attacks. These people are laughing at us. They think that we're stupid. And, you know, the thing is, is I can't, I understand that a lot of people have trouble saying these things because, as you said, 
they will come after you when you try and uncover the truth. And also, it's very hard to speak out about the truth and say, hey, maybe we should call a spade a spade here, and two plus two is four, and the only thing that changed in the past couple of months is the fact that everyone took this vaccine. You can't say that because there are no real studies for these correlations. You know, we just have suddenly all mm. these extra deaths and we know no we have no idea why but we do know that it's not the vaccine that's the one thing that they can tell you for sure and i think there are plenty of reasons understandable yeah. reasons as to why they're trying to hide this truth from us yeah, in fact there's a, a something came out in israel if you want to always we got to go back to israel otherwise it's not right right all you jews out there you know if you don't agree with it we can't we can't speak it right so let's go to israel for you guys a new study links COVID vaccines to a 25% increase in cardiac arrest for both males and females. This study was based on data from emergency services. COVID infection itself is not linked to significant increase in cardiac vas cardiovascular complications. Yeah, the flu never caused a lot of heart attacks, everybody, even if it was this bioengineered product that we're looking at today. But we do know for a fact that essentially we are looking at a group of Jews that got together with their psychophants in the media, in finance, in the major corporations, in politics, and they decided, hey, you know what? There's too many people on this planet, and uh, they're goyim, they're cattle. We got to depopulate everybody. We got to get this thing done. And so what they did is they rushed out. They actually managed to get, in America, maybe 30% of the population took one dose, uh, a little bit more took, actually, I think it's what, 30% took one dose, 152 million, I forget, 72 million, I think, one-third took two doses, 152 million of that took only one dose, one-third of the United States did not take any vaccine at all, so essentially, we have about one-third of our population is protected, the other one-third or two-thirds of the population, we're just going to have to wait and see. However, what we do see is that people are dying all over the place. In fact, if you were watching or heard some of the news coming out of the Queen's uh, Jubilee here eh, this past week, they had five soldiers actually collapsed. Can you imagine? Five soldiers collapsed. Oh, gee, I wonder why. We just had a, uh, what do you call it, a V-22 Osprey which is a Bell helicopter aircraft, a aircraft slash uh, fixed-wing aircraft. In other words, it takes off like a helicopter, but it flies like, like a regular airplane. It went down. Five soldiers were killed in that accident. And, of course, we all know that essentially the U.S. military, again, some of the same psychophants that are working with the deep state everywhere else, forced this vaccine on virtually the entirety of the United States military. We've seen, obviously, a lot of problems with the military relative to uh, adverse reactions, which are not really, quote-unquote, adverse reaction. They are actually planned reactions. Adverse means it might be a mistake. These weren't. These are planned reactions. They don't care how they get you as long as they got you. That's what they're really looking to do. And, again, it, it doesn't happen to everybody. Let's be honest. Tons and tons, millions of people, tens of millions of people have so far not really displayed all that many serious complications. But that's not a fair thing to say to anybody that was on the losing end of this gamble. 
Again, they have every right to their life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as everybody else. And it's not for anybody to try to take that away, especially a piece of crap guy like a Borla and the rest of the pharmaceutical industry that somehow believe that their their agenda, their profits, their bottom line is more important than the lives, welfare, and safety of our people. And that's what this really boils down to is that a, a, let's be honest, a, a very small, hidden minority people, the hidden hand, has essentially decided that uh, they don't want the people on the planet anymore. And whether or not uh, we can turn this tide back, it will remain to be seen for sure. But obviously, the people are waking up in a very big way and look for, again, with the summer coming around and heating up, we're going to see a lot more. Uh, problems, I'm sure, relative to all this. Uh, let's see. Pro-abortion. Forget that one. That's, I was looking for the... Uh, let's see. By the way, out of all of this, these Jews have essentially raided the national treasury in the name of a COVID vaccine. And, of course, we all knew the plan. We'd been talking about it. Many people, I know Alex Jones was probably one of the first, give them credit where credit is due, saying that they're going to usher in this new world order under the guise of health safety. And, of course, that has nothing to do with your health. Uh, they are just claiming that and saying, gee, we're going to protect you, and because we're going to protect you, you have to do what we tell you to do. Well, they're not going to, uh, meaning Pfizer, they will never, they say here, manufacture the van vaccine that was quote-unquote FDA-approved. They will produce what they call a new trisucrose formulation instead of the mRNA vaccine. Maybe, maybe they're getting the hint that the mRNA is toying with nature. They were able to get a huge number of these mRNA injections out there. The carnage is coming. The carnage is here. It's everywhere. Uh, many people, simply you can't hide it. Even the Daily Mail in the UK runs a big, bold headline, something to the effect of, uh, how do they put that? Healthy young people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly from a mysterious syndrome as doctors seek answers through a new national registry. And the fact of the matter is we all know. Jews, their mass murder machines, the pharmaceutical industry, have set out on a mass murder genocide campaign, not just against the American people, but against humanity at large. That's the truth. Simple, plain, direct. The Jewish pharmaceutical companies, the media, social media, all of these, of course, are owned by Jewish people, managed by Jewish people. Politicians, the vast majority of them bought and paid for by the Jewish people. They decided for you, that they were going to murder you. They were going to kill you. They are going to kill the entire planet so they can reduce this place to a desert and they can basically rule over the whole world because they're destined to have this planet all to themselves. This planet, this existence, doesn't belong to you. Your DNA, your lineage, your heritage with the great deity, whatever you want to call it, that didn't matter to these people. These anti-God, anti, let's just say, satanic, devil-worshipping cult, this death cult, they decided for you, 
for the United States, for your communities, for other countries, for your regions, that they will destroy this planet to put their plan into motion. And now we are seeing the direct result of what Jews set in motion hundreds of years ago when they declared that there would be a great one world order with Jews at the top of that new world order. They're not finished. A lot of people have woken up to this. It's not like this war is over. It's still going. It's going to be continuing on. People are waking up. But with this coming, let's just say, shift in the public consciousness, and it's not everybody, but it's a lot. It is a lot. And it is growing by the day, especially with headlines like this. Healthy people are dying suddenly. Oy vey. Why? The lies. Personally, any media person that is helping to cover this up should essentially be considered a mass murderer and accomplice to genocide. Any scientist who puts out these quote-unquote studies should equally be considered an accomplice to genocide. That's where we're at today. Fortunately for Australia, they're starting to roll back, but clearly the damage is already done. It's the Fetch inside the Allied Primetime, back right after this. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's again Thursday, uh, June the 9th, 2022. Good afternoon if you're in the United States. Uh, good evening if you're somewhere in Europe, uh, I guess even the eastern part of the United States, early evening. And good Friday morning to those of you like me, uh, Moscow time-ish, and east of that. So there you go. So we're all over the place. We understand that. So uh, we just don't want to leave any of you out there. It's not just the United States that listens to the show, quite frankly. I think 40% of our audience is actually international, which to me is actually pretty cool. I, I, maybe it's not quite that high, but it, it's uh, pretty good. We have a very good international audience. I'm very proud of that. So that's, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. Let's see. Uh, let's go on over to the U.K., Boris Johnson this past week, as you know, Boris Johnson is uh, probably one of the greatest clowns going on in the political world today in a world really filled with clowns. You know, this entire global Anglo-Zio political infrastructure, I mean, let's be honest, folks, we're looking at a mega clown world. There's very few, if any, statesmen in any of Western lands. I'm talking about any European lands, which would include Australia, New Zealand, etc. They're just not there. Everybody, they're all just a bunch of clueless clown, drones, clowns, idiots, morons, fools, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's funny. I haven't heard too much about this yet in uh, any Jewish newspapers. You will, because there's a big rally, football stadium or something like that. And Hungary and the chants went out something like all hell white power or something to that effect. So you can imagine that Jews were just shuddering, shuddering in their boots, hearing that somebody other than themselves were talking about unity amongst themselves. My goodness, that's crazy. The temperature's actually gone up. Wow. It's 95 now. What's with this? I just saw this, the, the, the thing go from 94 to 95. I'm using Yahoo, but if you look at the local service here, they have it as 95. Wow. And it just ticked up. 
at 2 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning. Wow. <clears throat> I'm not sure where this reading station is, but it's not too far from here. Anyways, um, so anyways, you look at the clowns out there, and Boris Johnson has got to be one of the biggest clowns of all. If you know and remember, you know, they got all their COVID rules in the U.K., uh, let's see, they had like 180,000 people dead, something like that, from the policies that the British government put into play. And of course, a lot of that is fake news, fake policy, or not fake news, fake uh, fake statistics, things of that nature. But of course, the UK did put out uh, massive amounts of pressure. They used a lot of psychological fear tactics on the British people. Well, that resulted in a huge number of, you know, let's just say uptake of the vaccines there. I think they had something like 70% there also. And, of course, they've had now massive deaths with people literally just dying everywhere. It's so bad they can't cover it up anymore. So what they did this past Monday is they put uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson to a no-confidence vote. He did survive that. There were 359 members of Parliament who voted this past Monday. 211 voted for Johnson to remain in power while 148 voted to say that they did not have confidence in his uh, stewardship there. So essentially, Johnson um, ended up with a number of voters who opposed him that was actually far higher than expected. In fact, it was even higher than Theresa May's no-confidence vote back in December of 2018 when she had 117 Conservative Party lawmakers vote against her. In this case, Johnson had 148. Uh, no, what was it, 148? Um, how much was it? It was like 140. Something like that of his own party members voted against him. So it was a very terrible showing for him. The reality of it is uh, you're looking at a government now that is on its really on a string. The fact of the matter is, based on Jewish, not Jewish, British, British is Jewish, uh, based on British politics, when you have this type of political uh, thing happen, you're basically dead meat. So Johnson, based on history, is essentially dead meat. And as you know, Johnson is one of the great rah-rah cheerleaders, you know. He's got his little skirt on, he's got his pom-poms, he's got his, you know, hair waving in the wind, and he's giving his cheers, you know, and he's kicking his feet up, rah-rah Ukraine, let's go Zelensky, you know, and he's like, you know, clapping all those pom-poms together and cheer, 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 cheer for Zelensky. And he's equally calling for Putin to be ousted by the, the Russian people. You know, you people need to get rid of this guy. Well, guess what? Looks like, uh, <clears throat> you guessed it, Boris Johnson is going to be one of the first out inside of this. And this is really, it's two fallouts here. One was Partygate. Essentially, the British government, like many elites around the world, they put together all of these various COVID policies, and then they basically flaunt them themselves, do whatever the hell they want, because those COVID policies were put in place by whom? Well, World Health Organization, Bill Gates, uh, Borla, Pfizer people, of course, uh, World Economic Forum, uh, BlackRock, which is, of course, backed by Donald Trump. And so you're looking at a situation where they just flaunt everything because they're there just to get you, the policies were there to get you to uptake on the vaccines. And if you didn't do that, well, they were just going to make it even more draconian. Get your vaccine passport. Don't go outside. You know, it's so bad in Milan right now, for instance, in Italy. They're lining up for kilometers, kilometers, 1.6 kilometers a mile, okay? So they're lining up 
for more than a mile for food. You have food lines in Milan now. Food lines in one of the most important, not the, but certainly one of the most advanced uh, economies in Europe. You've got Germany, France, Italy, Spain. Those are your four heavyweights. Well, UK too, but they're not. They're part of Europe. Okay, those five. Those are your big five people, countries, economically, technologically, of all. Again, Germany, Italy, France, Spain, and the UK. And they're lining up for food now. There's food lines in Milan, kilometers, miles long, just for basic goods. Why? Because the governments, they put all their bags or all their eggs in one basket. COVID, 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 COVID. And then after you were done with COVID, what did they do? Oh, more COVID, more COVID, more COVID, more COVID. The COVID freaks, those who keep peddling the COVID line, are nothing but a bunch of death cultists pushing a bullshit narrative that has absolutely no relevance to reality against intelligent, aware, responsible, healthy adults of this world. Like we really need these various departments of health to sit there and tell us how to manage our own health. Go frickin' fly in a, and you know, the whole thing pisses me off. You know, today there's a meeting in the Philippines, government people came to us again. And uh, they wanted, uh, you know, Emily to attend a particular meeting. Uh, we kindly rejected that one. And they said, well, where's Dennis? And, you know, well, he's not coming. Why? It's open. And she said, no, it's not open. Well, no, it's open. And she says, no, it's not open. I apprise people all the time what's going on. See, things, some of these countries, like the Philippines, like Italy. It's a huge tourist market. They did nothing but COVID, 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 COVID. Literally, it's COVID 24-7 like a bunch of freaking morons. They've destroyed their economies for a freaking ghost virus. The health officials, the various bureaucrats in all of these countries should be absolutely routed out of their offices and smashed. They have made the lives of their citizenry so bad that essentially, at least in Italy, they're lining up for food. They're lining up for food in Italy. Can you believe that? I can't even believe that. But I can. Because Italy was one of the most idiotic, stupid regimes that pushed COVID, 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 COVID. You know, you go to the Philippines, another country that's having huge problems. 20% of their GDP, 20%, like 17.9, okay? 20% of the GDP is tourism. You want to go there as an American? You're not allowed to go. Only about 70 million Americans, and of course of that 70 million, it's a smaller pool yet. So basically, 250 million Americans are not allowed to go to the Philippines. Not allowed. Because you're not vaccinated. Imagine a country so freaking stupid still. Here we are. We're still not done with the trial. It's been a complete 
total failure. You got people dying everywhere all over the world. And these countries are committing economic suicide because of COVID, 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 COVID. What freaking morons. I swear. And now, summer months are coming. Oh, we're going to drop the mask mandates for all of you guys. You can be free, but it's coming back in September. More stupid COVID, 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 COVID idiocy. And again, these bureaucrats should be routed from their offices. It is not for these unelected, ignorant, stupid, moronic, WEF-driven, World Health Organization-driven apparatchiks to determine the entire health and safety and well-being economically of the entire nation. They are not our overlords. They are not somehow little kings and queens sitting in their little offices and cubicles somewhere. Folks, I don't think a lot of you guys understand this because maybe you don't travel. Some of you may. Do you guys, and I don't want to put things down economically, but decisions that are affecting entire nations, entire nations are ultimately being decided upon by people making like four, five, six, seven hundred dollars a month. They get the instructions from people paid by very rich people. But ultimately it filters down to people making five, six hundred dollars a month. And they're destroying economies worth billions. Now, with all due respect, I've met a lot of them all over the world. All over the world. These apparatchiks, as I call them. They don't make a lot of money. They basically are there. It's a government job. They don't know really much anything else. They are fed what they are fed, and they believe what they believe. But if you think they're intelligent, give me a break. If you think they really get the the entirety of the game in play, whatever. Seriously, whatever. They're stupid. They're not really bad people in some cases. A lot of them are great people. Nice people, well-meaning people. You meet them after work, they're actually pretty good. However, however, the days of us allowing a single bureaucratic, let's just say, institution to decide the fates of entire countries, those days have got to be put to an end. They've got to be smashed. They have got to be destroyed. You cannot have people making $300, fed a lot of BS from the World Economic Forum, the CDC, the World Health Organization. They don't have a, a, a brain outside of their tiny little window. And then they're going to decide from this tiny, narrow perch that what is right for everybody. Those days have got to end. Otherwise, we're going to be in a very, very, and we already are. In a, we are in a really bad situation. I don't know if you've seen the, the size of this big uh, caravan, whatever you want to call it, coming up from Mexico into the United States. It's absolutely enormous. It's huge. It's bigger than what was D-Day, it looks like. It's massive. 
Just massive. It's unbelievable. If these pictures are actually real that I saw, it's, it's unconscionable that a, a government inside of Washington would allow this. Until you understand that government doesn't serve the American people. It serves the Jewish state. It serves Israel. It serves big capital. It serves major corporations, which are all owned by guess who? The same people that own the pharmaceutical companies that own the media. And it all ties back into your hidden hand. And the one thing that nobody will talk about is the Jewish angle of it all. You'll hint all around. Everybody kind of gets there's a problem now. But nobody, for whatever reason, wants to deal with the very core issue. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they just don't get it. <clears throat> but it has to be vocalized at some point. It has to be internalized. Your enemy is not of Western civilization. And this goes out mainly to the civilized West. What goes on in Asia is its own problem. For the most part, unless it's China, they don't have the same issues we have. Here in the West, we have an elite that for whatever reason, even though they have everything in the world they ever needed, they got their own private yachts, their own private planes. They've got everything around the world that they could have. They could have a fantastic existence here. But their main interest and focus is on just destroying everybody else's chances and hopes on this planet. For whatever reason. I Again, you can't get it unless you just understand these people are just plain outright evil. They want power for power's sake. They want everybody to have absolutely nothing. And they want you to be happy about it. They want to track you, trace you. Poison you, kill you, taunt you, torment you, whatever the case is. But it has nothing to do with building you up, building up the nation, building up your communities. That's what separates those of us of Western schools, what we call rationalism and reason, with those of the Jewish system, which we call Talmud, Torah. This system of hatred. You're not going to get anywhere. COVID's a death cult. Torah's a death cult. Talmud's a death cult. Israel's a death cult. Okay? There's no way around it. The media, 100% Jewish run, essentially. Okay, then call it 98%, 96%. It's a death cult. It lies. It projects themselves onto you. In America... We have something going on now, the January 6th, what they call sarcastically the unselect committee. The absurdity we see happening inside of American politics is just mind-boggling. We have a criminal institution called the U.S. Congress. Okay? Criminal. We have a dictator. Let's just call him a puppet because... He's too stupid to do anything. But we have a figurehead called Biden, Bedan, whatever the case may be, theoretically, purportedly running the show in the United States. We have hidden hands pulling strings everywhere. No matter how you cut it, to be honest with you, no matter how you cut it, you can say they're really smart, but listen, it's so easy to destroy things. It's so easy. It's really difficult to build things. 
And these people are doing nothing but to destroy the United States of America. Really, for the people, the American people. Who are the American people? Well, by and large, they're descendants of European heritage. We have our minority groups that came to America to partake in what European heritage Americans created. This has nothing to do with Jewish with, with what Jews created. Jews created the illusion called Hollywood. But they didn't build the country. They wouldn't even know how. Can't do it today? They can't do it. All right, they got full power now. What are they doing? Because they don't know how. They can only destroy. They don't know how to build. Get that through your head. They don't know how to build. Period. They're too small. They say, we're only 2% of the population. We got to be here in every single management position because we don't know how to work. We're too stupid. We don't know, we don't know how to build, but we know how to dictate to you. And you see what's happened, of course, all across America. Now you got the January Unselect Committee, but what do we see? Two events this past week. We saw Peter Navarro getting on an airplane. He's essentially arrested. Arrested. He's intercepted at the airport. Just to, just to do what? To intimidate him? To intimidate everybody else? Now you've got a, another situation that just went down in, uh, let's see, uh, Michigan. We all know this is another Jewish-run state. Nestle is, of course, Jewish, the uh, DA there. So the FBI now has raided the home of Michigan Republican gubernatorial candidate Ryan Kelly this morning. Took him into custody. So what do we see happening? This democratic, that's the polite way, this hidden hand, a little bit conspiratorial, this Jewish party, clear direct truth, is now arresting its political opponents. We are seeing essentially Jewish communist tactics. Communism is Jewish. I shouldn't have to say Jewish communist. You should understand that communism is Jewish. It's Judaism. So they have here Chris Kelly, a relative and campaign treasurer for the Kelly campaign, said he was aware of the Thursday morning law enforcement raid but declined to further comment. Reporter David Eggert of Crane's Detroit Business also reported that Kelly had been arrested off of his Twitter account. It says the FBI has arrested Republican candidate for Governor Ryan Kelly at his home and taken him into custody. Now imagine that. You have uh, Paul Pelosi, who is the husband of uh, Nancy Pelosi in California. He gets busted for drunk driving, and essentially all, all his cases are dropped. Everything is dropped. Call goes out to Governor Newsom. He makes some calls. Everything is dropped. But now we see... A Democratic governor, a Jewish district attorney in Michigan, arresting the gubernatory or the main political opponent of Miss Whitmer. You saw the same thing happen again with Mr. Navarro, who was Trump's one of Trump, if not Trump's chief trade negotiator with China. What do you see here? You see dark Bolshevism, Judaism as its finest, communism, whatever you may want to call it. 
And that's why we talk about, in a way, the dark MAGA concept. This is how the game is played, everybody. This is how this Jewish power politics system works. It does not do anything on this planet but survive through parasiticism. It does not build. And it cannot afford to give up power because it understands that if we really do gain control and do have the instruments of state, that these, these people are toast. Because there needs to be a reckoning like the world has never seen. It will make the fraud of Nuremberg look like a picnic. And that is exactly what has to happen. Why do we even have, for instance, an FBI? What are they there for? They have done nothing for the American people. They have proven time and time and time again that they are themselves a domestic terrorist organization engaging largely in the wholesale cover-up of the crimes of the deep state, a.k.a. Mossad, a.k.a. Jewish power politics. It's the Fetch, everybody. Inside the iLive primetime. Back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Fetch. It's June the 9th, 2022. Inside the iLive primetime. Hope you're enjoying the show. We're halfway through. Top of the hour now. 7 o'clock in the eastern part of the United States. And... Uh, Two o'clock in the morning here in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Here's some other news that we're trying to look at. Here is is not trying. We are looking at. Got to get my got to get my got to get my delivery better at this time of day. Anyways, George Soros, of course, he's our favorite, one of our favorite Jewish guys. Apparently, he's now buying up. That's right, buying up all of the Spanish-speaking radio stations in America ahead of the midterms. Now, according to this story here, coming out of News Punch. And it says it's even fact-checked. Ooh, that's important. <laughs> Nowadays, that's very important. Huh? A group of Hispanic investors funded by Soros have purchased 18 radio stations across 10 cities for a little over $60 million. The group was founded by former Obama associate Stephanie Valencia and campaign veteran Jess morales Roqueto, who worked for both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Now, NationalFile.com reports here that the acquired stations will now form the Latino Media Network. Did I say Latino correctly there? And will be led by Valencia. Uh, Latino Media Network stated it has secured financing from leading Latino investors as well as Lake Star Finance, an investment group associated with George Soros. Now, after securing more than $80 million in funding, the project is officially Set to launch, quoting here, we believe in the power and reach of radio. I do too, actually. And it remains a main source of media for a significant number of our community. Uh, Ricardo Tez was uh, said, speaking to NBC News, we hope to create a relevant content for radio and other audio platforms with content that our community can trust and rely upon. No, it sounds to me like this is a another socialist takeover of our media by what is essentially a largely Jewish-funded or Soros-funded group. And this cannot bode well for the Latinos or for the American people. And really, why are we allowing, really, this type of consolidation? I know 18 isn't a whole lot of stations, to be honest with you, but uh, it's something we should look into. We really should look into how we 
kind of divvy up our airwaves so that no one group is able to control too much of a particular market. So, you know, overall, this is they're going to have to go compete like everybody else. I'm not saying this is a big conspiracy, but it is a fact. You know, you've got George Soros, but it's all the Spanish systems. You know what I mean? All the Spanish radio stations, at least in these markets. So that should throw up a few red flags and uh, just kind of sharing that with you. You can look further into that news story yourself. Now, just days after the Free Beacon report on a particular study that injected, get this one. We're actually funding this crap, you know, and you know it's coming from the Jewish community. You really do. It's published a, uh, they were injecting male monkeys with female hormones, okay? The study's lead researcher expressed concerns about publishing the results because his or her name would appear on the final report. So let me get this straight. These people are taking U.S. National Institute of Health, Tony Fauci money, and they are out there essentially experimenting, trying to make transgender, yes, get that right, transgender monkeys, and they don't want their names to appear on a report. How absolutely insane is that? But you know what? It's a par for the course. We're uh, trying to now link up uh, Mr. Frederick C. Blackbird, and he looks like he is connected. He's joining us from North Kakalaki. He's going to be here just to the bottom of the hour. Uh, Frederick, uh, good afternoon. How are things out over there in North Kakalaki? Happy Thursday, Troll Slayer. Hey, man, how are you? It's hot here. Figured, you know, let you, let you. I'm going to give the give the water bucket to you and let you carry it over through the through the uh, <laughs> through the through the end zone here to the bottom of the hour. How are things in North Kakalaki? Oh, man, <laughs> nothing like 114 degrees. That's insane. Yeah, you know what? You're down to your skivvies, you know. You feel like <laughs> you feel like you're on a Navy ship and you're in your skivvies before the uh, before the days of transgenderism and all this other crap that's going on. So, uh, you know, that's what it feels like. I'll tell you what, we got a call coming in. Stay on the line here. Let's try to add this. Okay. Let's try to add this call real quick to the 470 area code. Hi. Welcome to Inside the iLive Primetime. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside the iLive Primetime. Looks like they don't want to take that call, Mr. Beebe. Did we lose them? I, I don't think we lost them. I think they just don't have their thing potted up. Oh. So... I'm going to delete that call. Anyways, how are you? How are things in America? How's the economy? How's all that stuff? Just kind of fill people up real quickly what's going on in the States. Oh, it's just cl complete clown world. I mean, you completely nailed it first hour. That was a great first hour, by the way. Uh, everybody, wherever Atma's, you know, <laughs> after a long day in the garden, we're sitting there listening to the fetch, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you just completely nailed it. It is complete Bolshevik clown world. And, you know, folks are waking up. But the question is, are they waking up in time? It's not um, just are they waking up. Is it just enough? Do we have enough? That's the real question. Do we really have enough? I, obviously, you're not going to wake everybody up. Uh, well, you know, Napoleon took Paris with 100 men. So <laughs> you know, how many do we need? 
I'll, I'll tell you what. You let's, and... let's just run over real quick to this unselect thing. I think they're having a hearing. They're competing with me right now. Uh, something like that. They hired a Jewish guy to manage their media, uh, the media outlet, you know, to get the word out on the whatever, however they're doing it. Uh, what's happening with the J Select? It looks like they're really trying to push this idea that January 6th was an insurrection by MAGA. When in truth, there was an insurrection. It was done by the Congress itself. Exactly. And yeah, this is, you know, beyond clown world where you're getting into a staged production of we are going to tell you what you should be thinking about the horrible insurrection. Right. And it's like basically, you know, the majority of people that were there were there peacefully to peacefully protest that they felt that their election had been stolen, which, you know, because of what we saw in 2000 mules, you know, they had a valid point. But you also had all the, you know, bad actors that said, we're just going to set you up and then we're going to make it into this, you know, Trotsky counter-revolutionary. It, you know, if you read you know, the history of the Bolshevik Revolution and Trotsky's big thing was, you know, you got to round up all those counter-revolutionaries, people that are still clinging to the old way. You know, the arrest, yeah. the arrest in Michigan was just that. This guy was right. actually at January 6th. So they're using that as proof that he was involved in, quote unquote, the insurrection. Uh, it's it's not I don't know if it's chilling, Frederick. But to me, it's clown worldish because at this stage, everybody sees through it. Now, what's going to happen to me? I like the dark MAGA concept. You burn the FBI to the ground at this stage. It is proven that it is a liability to the American people. Exactly. You know, what has the FBI done since its inception except run roughshod over your duly elected sheriff's departments? And yeah, basically that's what the FBI was, was say we want a federal agency that can go in and basically trump out the sh local sheriffs, you know, because the sheriffs always bow down to the FBI and let them come in and take control over whatever crime scene. And we see, you know, time and time again that all the FBI, Echo, 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 is doing is running uh, basically, you know, uh, damage control for the usual suspects. Uh, you know, look at you know 9/11, the anthrax. It's not you know, just, the, mass the list goes on and on. Face of an ongoing of, you know, this is it's what the FBI does. It doesn't of, go to uh, find the real criminals. It goes to do damage control, and so well, and set up I think false the biggest flags. here's the biggest damage control I see. You had the conviction of Ghislaine Maxwell. She's a known Mossad agent. Okay, no, this is the not the tip-tip of the iceberg, but it's certainly uh, a big part of the layer that's above the water type of thing. And this is pointing directly to Israel. It's pointing directly to Jewish, what we call power politics, which is blackmail. And the FBI has done what? Absolutely nothing. And we still don't know Ghislaine Maxwell's client list. You know, that was sealed by the chicken swinger judge, that homosexual you know, judge that was appointed over this. First thing she did was sealed all the records that you can't have any of this evidence that would expose Ghislaine Maxwell as not only being a 
madam running, you know, underage girls, but that this was an Israeli intelligence, counterintelligence operation where they were basically running blackmail. And this is, you know, what Unit 269 is all about. And you, know, you just connect the dots between Ghislaine Maxwell, her father, and Ehud Barak. Notice you haven't seen Ehud Barak in the news in a long time. Notice Bibi Netanyahu, or Bibi Netanyahu as I call him, hasn't been in the news for a long time. You know, why did those people just suddenly disappear when, you know, Unit 269 and Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell was being exposed? And that's, you know, your Mockingbird, Unit 8200. They're also doing damage control. And you know about, you know, Mashira law where you're just, oh, you can't talk about the crimes of the Jews before the Gentiles. And so people are seeing that, you know, they are being lied to with the most heinous lie of all, lying by omission. And, you know, just factor that in now with what's been going on with Hillary, you know, how do you run your own private server and you're not in jail? You know, people say, you know, we we can't get what do you mean? She was running her own private server, folks, as a State Department head, Secretary of State. And you can't you can't put her in jail for that. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, all of this information that's come out this week about not only was Hillary right in the middle of all the Sussman, you know, Russiagate, but now tying it to President Obama. Yeah, you know, President Obama was also in the middle of this whole get Trump campaign, and you know, Mockingbird is trying desperately to cover that up. But the you know, toothpaste is out of the tube now, right? Mm. Another big issue, at least for me, for let me see if we can get this call to come in. I'm going to try to add it here. Okay. We'll try to add it here, and let's see if it comes through. It looks like it may have. Yeah, I hear somebody. Um, hi, welcome to Inside the Ally Primetime. Hey, it's Bruce in Texas. Hello, guys. Hello, Bruce. hello. Yay, Blackbird. <laughs> Been a while. Keep it moving, guys. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, you know, remember last week we spoke about the Indy 500 and how it's a slice of Americana, traditional you know, event on the calendar in the Midwest. Largest so sporting end, event in the watched, world, man. I don't know if you watched it or not, but the queen, the Indy 500 queen this year was a, a, a Mexican or a, a, a South American or Central American. And she had this big, like, big lips, and she put all this lipstick on her, and, and she kissed the winner, and then she was going hysterical. It was like... Come on, do they have to do this? They, you know they, what? You're right. I didn't every see opportunity. That. Honestly, I didn't see that, but the same thing is being said about the NHL. Okay, it's a 95% white league. 95% of the people or more do not identify with the transgender idea, which is okay. That's statistics in the market anyways. There are no openly gay players. There's nothing about the NHL and the fan base that cares about LGBTQ, pedo plus, and yet they're pushing it. They're giving a whole big plug for the NHL. It's like, you know, you guys own everything, and you push your crap on us everywhere. Did you see, by the way, the Miss, and U- Miss UK? Both of them were black. Miss UK, the runner-up. And or black. Or Miss Ireland. Both are <laughs> black. It's like, come on, guys. Enough is enough. 
it's, they'll never stop. Yeah, getting back to the topic that, that was being discussed there, when Janet Reno presided over Waco, and she was a closet lesbian, let's be honest. I believe she even admitted it or it's come out, but, you know, she was this big hulking woman with no husband with a helmet haircut, you know, and and those kids were, were murdered there, uh, you know, in, in the basement there, and this place was set on fire with tanks. And there was uh, clear footage of snipers shooting people trying to get out, you know. That told me right then and there that they will have homosexuals in high positions of power because they will do what they're told. They, their, their loyalty is not to their natural instinct or to the human being, but, but to the state. The state gives them power, and, and they are the most sadistic people around. And I, I suspect during the Bolshevik Revolution, there's probably a high percentage of of homosexual Jewish uh, both, uh, commissars that were doing the uh, the genocide there in the Holomador. And I've read accounts of that, and it's worse than probably anybody's ever heard, you know, discussed. Uh, it's terrible stuff that, and that's that's the whole thing that the Ukrainians have against the Russians when it's actually the Russians are being led by Jews, and now the Jews run the Azov Battalion and the Ukraine. Isn't that crazy? It's, that's how devious and slick they are. You know. Any comments on that, Frederick? Oh, I totally agree with you that the whole Ukraine situation is complete clown world in the sense of they tried so hard to market it. That was the thing is just this over-the-top marketing, and everybody rejected it like new Coke. You know, it's like, we don't want it. We don't care. And they're like, well, what do we do now? And, you know, for those of us in the, you know, the new media, I don't want to say the alternative to me, we are the media now. You know, we're sitting there watching what's going on in Ukraine on the ground. You know, we've got people on the ground and to watch Mockingbird just try to paint this complete, you know, alternate universe of what's going on. And it's like, well, how long do they think they can keep that facade up before it collapses? And now it collapses. So what do we have? Massive school shootings everywhere. It's like, oh, well, Ukraine's over. So, you know, now we have to look at school shootings, school shootings, school shootings. Right. So it's just distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just you know, and, trying and to. Don't, uh, don't forget your daily uh, monkeypox updates, everybody. Oh, yes. And we have to have the monkeypox now. But pay no attention to all these people that are you know, just, what is it, sudden adult death syndrome? Yes. <laughs> that, you know, people are just helping uh-huh. people just dying suddenly. But that's okay. Don't worry about it, Goyam. Well, you know, I'm glad they use. Yeah. I'm glad they use sudden adult death syndrome. You know why, guys? Because what it does is it now can link sudden infant death syndrome to the vaccines much more readily. Exactly. I love the fact that they're trying this because now, although we've all looked the other way because it's, quote, unquote, not our kids, and and the same is true with the uh, autism problems in America, but because it's not our kid and it happens in silence, nobody saw it, so it's not really in the public news. Uh, sudden adult death syndrome is happening all the time, everywhere. You had an accident in Germany, and the guy plowed into some people, and they were angry with the guy saying, hey, you know, you almost killed people. He's like crying out for help. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, did he have a little cardiac problem there? And that's why he plowed into people. That's why he's asking for help. You see what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's how you ask for so help. Because, you know, that's one of the things we're seeing is all of these 
people are having accidents, uh, you know, be it a so, plane crash or an automobile accident, and realizing that, wow, they were having a heart attack, mm. you know, while they were driving or flying. Correct. And, yeah, that's terrifying and, to me. And, and it's happening in the public. It's not happening in a crib. So now it's very public, and everybody can see it. And, of course, a sudden adult death syndrome that happens behind, let's say, a airplane that just kind of like falls out of the sky or a car or a bus, for that matter, that plows into somebody. It affects not just that person in that family, but maybe tens of families. And now you're looking at, again, raising the awareness. So we need to start linking SADS to SIDS and to the vaccines much more heavily because, let's be honest, these pharmaceutical companies, they don't care. They're just out to kill people. They want customers exactly. and, and cover their butt. Kill. Yeah, and cover their butts. And cover their behind. Yeah, if you notice, one of the first things they ran through was, we're not liable for anything. You know, we, we have all yeah, complete authority with no accountability. Same thing with the white coats of Baphomet. We have complete authority, but no accountability. Mm. You know, same thing yeah. with the education system. It says you have to have your vaccines, the jab, before you can come to school, but... We're not accountable, right? And this is you know, that yeah, that whole legalese thing. All of this so has to well be looked for. at. Parents should be looking at this, saying, "Hey, enough is enough. You're not you're not experimenting on us anymore." Uh, and go after the school vaccine schedules. It should be absolutely dis- just nuked. You know, at the end of the day, we have to you have to defund these people, and the only way to defund it is by not forcing on anybody. Nobody wants their product. It's just governments are forcing on everybody. Right. For the greater yeah, good. But- I love how they did vaccines. You know, for the greater good, we have to protect each other. Right. And that is the whole communist thing that they've always played for. This is for the greater good. Yeah, well, uh, for the greater good, we need to avoid vaccines because having people having heart attacks while driving cars is a very dangerous situation. So for the greater good, it's clear we don't want our pilots vaccinated. We don't want people driving cars vaccinated. We don't want people out doing triathlons vaccinated because we don't need people dying on the the. the you know, on the triathlon course, you know. So, yeah, I mean, we can use that for the greater good at this stage because the deaths and the injuries are just piling up. Hey, guys, before I go, i got to go cook, and we're almost at the bottom of the hour. I just want to throw this one more thing at you. Uh, do you recall the, uh, the the Ukrainian human rights minister or whatever her title was? Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce her name. Lindmia Denisova. The one that and got she fired? Was actually... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, if you go to her Wikipedia, it doesn't have an early life there. But I looked at her her pro her picture, and I mean, it's just my my judar just started going off because she had that same look like Barbara Lerner Specter, you know that that Spock face, you know what I mean? Oh, With yeah. the uh, the eyebrows and the stare. And so uh, I did a search, and yep, she's of Jewish Armenian heritage. And she's the one that was pushing, uh, and it came out in the Times of Israel or one of those publications. That the, uh, that the that the Russians had mobile like Holocaust machines where they were incinerating bodies and they were raping toddlers and all this nonsense. I mean, it's just it, she's trying to replay the Holocaust. It didn't fly. So at least we we can at least take comfort in that that maybe their tricks aren't aren't working as well as they used to. 
Well, that, she was such a clown, they actually fired her. Then you had the second yeah. in charge of the European Union get up in the United Nations and essentially attack Russians using this Denisova or whatever her name is, uh, basically her stories. It's like, you know, you can't at this stage, we're talking about guys and gals that are just not statesmen and women. I mean, they are so far below uh, what you would expect out of a statesman. I, I guarantee people like myself, like a blackbird, if we were in these types of positions, uh, we would be 100 times more effective and better than what we're seeing. We just do not have good recruits in these fields. In fact, we have clown world, everybody. That's one of the things is you know, get away from that mindset that these people are all super genius Bond villains. They're not that bright, <laughs> they re- and they can't hold up to scrutiny. Once they go off their scripts, they're lost because that whole communist system is a top-down system. You're basically given your marching orders, and so there's no wiggle room for improvisation. They aren't. They're not real leaders. They're pretending to be leaders. You know, I saw that with Janet Yellen, uh, looking at some of her testimony the past week or so. Uh, she's, she's talking about gun control and climate change and all these other issues that have absolutely nothing to do with the economy. And you can see she's being handed a script. She's just a and nobody. using all those control words, those buzzwords. Yeah, you know, those are our marketing terms. Uh, Bibi, we've got a we've got a break. You want to stay through for about five ten minutes? Uh, sure, if you want. All right, to. yeah, it'll be awesome. All right, everybody, it's the Fetch with Blackbird Nine, Blackbird Nine's Breakfast Club, back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch inside the Eye Prime Time again, June the ninth, two thousand. 22 joining us from North Cacklack. Yeah, I got to first turn that off. Okay, there I can put you up. Uh, is Frederick C. Blackburn, a.k.a. Blackbird 9. You can catch him all the time in the chat room. Uh, not the, just this show. He's, he's a, he visits a lot of shows that are in and around this show. I know that for a fact. Uh, Blackbird, I haven't been online basically all week, so it's been difficult to follow everything. What's your show? I normally see your feeds come through. What do you do this week with your Blackbird 9's Breakfast Club? Oh, there's just so much going on. We talked about the, of course, you know, the January 6th insurrection distraction. But one of the biggest stories I think that broke yesterday was the recall of this commie in San Francisco. Uh, This was the district attorney that was, you know, put in by, you know, all these philanthropists. And was you know, basically responsible for letting all of the BLM Antifa crazies just you know, destroy the city. And they actually had a recall and you know, pulled him out of office. And you, you know, research this guy and, you know, his parents were charged and convicted of murder of terrorism working with the weather underground in the 60s and 70s and was raised by none other than Bill Ayers, uh, you know. And so this guy is a complete Trotskyite terrorist and, you know, was put in place by people like George Soros to do exactly what he did to San Francisco. And the people in San Francisco actually recalled him. And, you know, to me, this is huge because I'm hoping it's going to set a precedent of all these other you know, uh, attorney generals and district attorneys and Commonwealth attorneys that were put in during the last two major elections 
that have just destroyed the rule of law in this republic. You know, and, and so I'm really that, looking forward to maybe Josh Stein of North Kakalaki will get recalled. Echo, echo, echo. Mm, mm, mm. That That's a, of course, a, that is a big story. I, actually, I did hear about that, but so many things to talk about. So thanks for that one. The other issue, too, you look at Black Lives Matter. I forget the woman, but the Jewish gal that was pardoned by Obama. That was basically running Black Lives Matter, and I believe she was with the Weather Underground, true. Exactly. It? You know, and you're just like, oh wow, all these Weather Underground people that are connected to the Clintons and the Obamas. If we only we could find a pattern, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Huh? So that that of course the other issue I think though just is removing um, external finance influence. In other words, if you're running for district attorney in San Francisco, you can only pull your funds from San Francisco. This idea of dark money where you've got people paying and buying all over the nation, that to me is an issue that really should be discussed in the United States. Look, I don't care if you're running for the mayor of my own town of Covina, California, right? Uh, If you are, your funds can only come from within Covina. That's it. If you pull it out, you violate the funds, we can remove you, period. Uh, and as we need to end this idea that a Soros or some deep Israeli-funded PAC can just come in and buy people and get them installed. That's the biggest problem we have in America today is essentially Mossad, Israel group, Israeli groups. Uh, now you see with the Hillary side, the, the left Jewish side, they just go in and buy everybody. And so we don't have representation. Exactly. And yeah, how did we ever get to the point where that was even legal? I mean, even here in this little sleepy hollow of Watauga County, North Kakalaki, it's amazing how much out of state and out of country money funneled in for the last three major elections up here. This has to stop. How does this happen? Yeah, that's something that a MAGA movement should start to raise. Because they have, obviously, the big numbers. We don't have big numbers. But certainly we can throw it out there and maybe someone will run with it. That has to change. We can't keep having elections where dark money is coming from all over the world or even all over the country. There's no reason for some Jewish philanthropist in New Jersey to be funding a district attorney in San Diego, California, just because he's pro-Israel, usually. Oh, yeah, that is the requirement. You have to be pro-Israel if you want to hold office. Uh, Last thing, the economy. Uh, Obviously, gas prices are high uh, here. The economy is doing very, very well. Uh, We had, uh, what do you call, uh, Zizoro on the show last Saturday. He said the economy in Poland is doing just fine. Uh, How's the economy your part of the world? Right now, the big thing, I guess, is fuel cost. It's amazing how much uh, gasoline or petrol has gone up just in the last month. I mean, it's gone up almost a dollar U.S. in the last month alone. It had started going down just a little bit, but now it's skyrocketing back up. We're starting to see normalcy as far as stocking on the shelves where, you know, you're not – feeling like you're in Soviet, you know, occupied Russia now when you go to the grocery store where half the shelves are empty like we had during COVID-9-11. But the prices, it was amazing just how much the prices for just basic groceries, you know, bread, milk, egg, and cheese have gone up in the last month here. Mm. 
There was a uh, county in Michigan, I believe, back to Michigan. They said, one of the police departments has said that they are no longer going to be answering every single 9-11 call because they've actually blown through their entire budget for fuel uh, by calculation. I saw that. Yes. It's like what a horrifying situation where we can't afford to send out emergency crews or 911 crews because we don't have the fuel for the vehicles. It's like how does that happen in the United States? Yeah, and of course it should never happen. And with the last subject here, obviously with the 2020, are you expecting the the midterms, I should say, are you expecting uh, at at least in your circles, any violence going in? A lot of us think that there's going to be a lot of chaos coming up simply because this group that is running America cannot afford to lose. Well, that's it. I, I just see that they are acting out of desperation at this point, and the best communist tactic when you're pinned up against the wall is just start causing chaos. These people, you know, it's that mantra of, you know, order out of chaos. We're just going to start destroying things until we get our way. And so I just really think, especially with this uh, rash of shootings, that they really are pushing to disarm the American people uh, because I just think that we're looking towards a Bolshevik-style roundup uh, in this – not only this country, but other countries as well, but especially in the United States. And so that's why they're pushing this you know, big gun push that we want to seize your weapons. And I see this uh, clown show, you know, pony show of the insurrectionists that we're going to, it's going to start in about 20 minutes, I think, mm. of this idea of all those white conservatives. They're all terrorists, and we have to you know, take their guns and put them on watch lists, et cetera. And this idea of the red flag laws um, that, you know, people like me that oh, we went scary. to his social media. And so he said naughty things. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, he yeah. shouldn't be allowed to have a weapon. Yeah, because essentially red flag laws are basically allowing hidden, basically flake, flakes, nerds, sadists, whatever, just horrible people. Deciding the fate over others just by making a complaint. Uh, the red flag laws are some of the most ridiculously insane laws to even think about passing. And I know Trump was all for them. We should take the guns away before and then they can negotiate it afterwards. But we should go get the guns first. Uh, no, I'm, I would be saying the red flag laws, that's like the Me Too movement. Anybody can make any claim they want. Right, and that's the problem with this you know, casting spells is you're damned, you know, once the accusation has been made, you know, you are guilty once the accusation has been made. It doesn't matter what happens two years from now when you finally win your court case. If you do, you know, the whole thing of you know, crucifying you in the public court, you know, with the media, that's the big thing. It's like we've got to demonize all these white Christian people in America because, you know, they're standing in the way of our new world order. 
And I think we'll leave it at that. Mr. B, thank you so much. Well, for- thank you so much for having me on. And I'll let you go and finish out the show. There you go. There, we got just uh, 15 minutes or so to go. So thanks for filling in some time today. I appreciate All it. Right. And uh, everybody, that's Blackbird 9. You can catch your show, Blackbird 9's Breakfast Club, every Wednesday evening from what? 8 to 9, 8 to 10 p.m.? 8 on to the- 10 p.m. Eastern, yes. And where do they catch your website? I guess he disappeared. His website, I believe, is blackbird9tradingpost.org. I believe blackbird9tradingpost.org. And again, you can catch his show every Wednesday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. on the Spreaker Radio Network. That's Blackbird 9's Breakfast Club. Uh, Let's see. In America, you know, they're talking a lot about food shortages, okay? That's been a big thing going on. Let's, you know, the food shortage, food shortage, food shortage. Now, you're hearing a lot of stuff coming out of let's just say, rhetoric coming out of the European Union. Uh, Also, in the United States, it's uh, the leftist Jewish political class about how Russia, Russia, Russia is preventing grain, et cetera, et cetera, from getting out. And what you may or may not know is a lot of that is actually just plain false. Number one is that the European Union has essentially blockaded every single Russian ship. So, okay, if you don't want Russian ships in there, how are you going to ship it? And if Russia says, well, we're going to ship it, how are you going to ship it? Well, now we understand they said, oh, the European Union is saying that the ports in Ukraine are now blocked. Well, that's actually not true. They're not blocked. Russia has opened up two of their ports already. Odessa, which is a port that remains closed, was mined by the Ukrainians. So essentially, Ukraine mined all of their ports their seaports. It took Russia a while to demine the ports to make them safe for commercial ships to get in and out again. So again, it had nothing to do with Russia blockading anything. Ask your local Jewish editor, why the hell are you lying to me, man? You know what I mean? Seriously, Joy's like lying in the press every day, which is what they do every day. It's like just walking up to you and slapping you in the face. Why? They just literally walk up to you and abuse you, slap you upside the face, and chuckle and say, and then, yeah, I'm bigger than you, right? It's it's insane. Folks, it's insane. The way they're going about lying at this stage is just an offensive insult to our collective intelligence. Plain and simple. So Russia isn't blockading anything. They've got two ports open. They're working right now with Turkey to figure out how to coordinate getting ships in and out safely because you can't trust America, you can't trust the Jewish press, you can't trust the European Union, you can't trust Ukraine. So they got to try to get the ships in and out safely, peacefully, but safely is a better word. So the grain, they're, they're negotiating this right now, trying to figure out how to work, how it's going to work. Russia has a bumper grain crop. You have to ask the current Judaic Bolsheviks running America, why America, one of the breadbaskets of the world, is having so many problems. Why? Ask the Jewish Bolsheviks running America, why are you allowing foreign nations like China to buy up so much farmland? But you and I, for the most part, we all get it at this stage. The issue comes down to something very simple. You crash everything, destroy everything, and then you have your buddies over at the Federal Reserve print up the money and you go buy it for pennies on the dollar. 
again. Think dark MAGA. You make it impossible for these people to hold on to that property. Impossible. I think that's what originally, that's what the property tax was for. Because you had oligarchs. They had secured huge amounts of property in the United States for pennies on the dollar, basically. And then nobody could afford property. There just wasn't any land because the oligarchs of the American early 1900s were buying up everything. So from what I understand, one of the reasons for having the property tax was to force some of this property back into circulation. Those are issues we should also be discussing. How do you take a Bill Gates, who has made tens of billions of dollars through the manufacture of bioweapons, he will, he will say, no, no, that's not true, I didn't do it. No, Bill, it's bioweapons, all right? We'll decide for ourselves what we call it, not you. Now, having done that, he then crashes the economy through the use of his bioweapons, and he buys up farmland for pennies on the dollar, 10 cents, 12 cents on the dollar. How do you wrestle that from him? How do you wrestle the amount of housing that is stuck in Jewish hands, which is BlackRock and Vanguard? Basically, you got two Jewish companies buying up America right now in a pandemic that they created using a pharmaceutical product, the mRNA vaccine, inoculation, injection, bioweapon, to cause massive amounts of medical problems, which does what? Puts families into distress, which does what? Puts real estate onto the market at distressed pricing, and guess who's there to buy it all up? Same, same, same crowd. The idea then has to be very clear. We need to see how to wrestle our country back from those who purchased it for pennies on the dollar. When you look at America today, you see clearly now that there is an agenda to destroy the United States, and it's to destroy all of Europe, all of Western lands. I can speak a little bit about America. You have the LGBTQ agenda, exceedingly dangerous, anti-God, anti-nature, anti-creation. It's all about death, destruction. It targets the children. The vaccines, the children's vaccine schedules, we should see those now especially with sudden adult death syndrome, we should see that for what these are, bioweapons against the children. There's absolutely no point to allowing a Jewish company to profit without any repercussions whatsoever against them. Those who are pushing these mandates at this stage should be viewed as war criminals. When you force people to give their kids a vaccine, that is a Nuremberg crime-style uh, operation here. How is it that we allow school boards to force a vaccine on anybody? Who are you? For the greater good, we need to arrest every single school board that pushes vaccines, try them in courts, and if necessary, hang them for the crimes they've done. For the greater good. Again, for the greater good doesn't mean Jews do whatever they want to you. And that's where we're at today. 
For the greater good means you do what is necessary within the law to take out those in positions of power that are causing the greatest harm to everybody. That would benefit the greater good. See, in a way, a lot of this is very, very simple. And the reason I say that is because, frankly, the narrative that they push is literally 100 degrees opposite of reality. When they something, when they say something like X, Y, Z, and they impose it on you, that's exactly what they're doing today. In other words, just throw it right back at them. You know, back in the days when I was in my 20s, I saw this book called Guerrilla Marketing. And I forget the technique, but one of the techniques in guerrilla marketing was if somebody projects something, just reverse it 100% and you probably will be closer to the answer. And we're at that stage today where essentially we could apply simple guerrilla marketing. Whenever a Jew says something in the press, it's exactly the opposite. Everything they say, just apply it to themselves. And you will have the narrative solved. It's not complicated. You're not up against this creature that is so omnisciently intelligent that it can fool you forever. You're a sentient being. You have the ability to think, to rationalize, to reason. For the most part, you're almost talking about this great entity that they are worshiping. It's almost like a bot. It's almost like just a simple bot. It only can operate and work within a narrow frequency of responses. And seriously, because of this, it's not hard to tra entrap these people very, very quickly once you understand the rhetoric in play. Its range of thought isn't so big. Its responses are always the same. You're a Jew, anti you're a Jew hater, you're an anti-Semite, whatever. You're a racist, whatever. Who cares? Give us a reason why people shouldn't be anti-Semites. Based, based, based on what we have seen from Borla and a Jewish company that has murdered tens of thousands of Americans, tell us why the entire world should not be anti-Semitic at this stage. That's the question you should start asking. There's nothing wrong with, with saying that Borla, a Jew, is murdering Massive amounts of people. And what's his position? Oh, his position is, well, you know, if you, if you doubt what us Jews are saying, well, you're a criminal. So you get it? Again, project it back onto himself. The real criminal is him. You have a right to question everything. You're not causing the harm. They're causing the harm. How is it that somebody who causes no harm all of a sudden could be projected on is causing harm. Oh, these vaccine skeptics, they cause so much harm. How? You think we have the cumulative, uh, uh, what do you call it, reach of you Jews in your press? And yet now you're talking about sudden adult death syndrome and you're saying we're the ones causing the harm? Tell me how, how me raising any issues about your deadly bioweapon somehow caused those people to die. They took your product, yet you want to hide. Last issue, 
as we only got a couple of minutes left in the show. First of all, thanks for listening equally. Uh, it is listener-sponsored supported radio. We forgot to raise that issue. Listener-sponsored supported radio. Be sure to support the network, uh, freedomslips.com, revolution.radio. You can follow me at Radio ITEL on Gab, Radio ITEL on Minds, and Radio ITEL on Telegram. I have, like, nobody on my Telegram account, guys. Join me there. Come on. Uh, let's see. You know, back in the early March, let's say March of 2020, when this thing was really kicking off, this COVID takeover of the United States, by May, it was very clear that whoever was behind this, they were looking to cut off America's supply chains. And there was a lot of questions raised, a lot of urgent messages I know were sent into the White House asking Trump, look, dude, you don't understand, man. They're going to cut off your your uh, your supply chain. But, you know, the biggest problem we have now is essentially the food supply, at least in America. It's, it's being engineered. June 7th, food shortages, skyrocketing prices. It's not just what you think. There's also a full-on assault on food processing plants. We've had over 92 Get this now, 92 different attacks on food processing plants across the United States. This past June 7th, another mysterious food fire. Tens of thousands of chickens were killed in a barn fire at an egg processing plant. In fact, it has gotten so so bad, I guess it's starting to become mainstream. So according to the Western Journal, overnight a fire destroyed one of our barns at Howard Lake Farm, a Forensman Farm spokesman said no one was injured, but again, we have seen millions upon millions of chickens taken out of the market. Just part of the war against the United States and you. It's the Fetch inside the Allied Primetime. Thanks for listening. See you Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Good night.